0: Now we're moving to Title 15 of the United States Code, subsection 1692C1, where debt collectors can't contact at any time or place an inconvenience to the consumer. Debt collectors must assume the best time to call is between 8 a.m. and 9 p.m. However, it still does not excuse them for inconvenient timing. Whether you are at work, or work for yourself, or feel it was inappropriate during that time, it would still be a violation. Now, an example of this in your affidavit, or if you do earn in a notice, would be notice. It is a fact, Affiant is aware and has proof and exhibit, whatever number, letter you're using, that the company has contacted I, the Affiant, during an inconvenient time on date And time as I was provide example of what you were doing, if it was work related at the hospital, any type of example that you can provide there, which is a violation of 15 USC subsection 1692 C1. Now we're moving towards Title 15 of the United States Code, subsection 1692 C3. It states that they can't call place of employment without prior knowledge of the employer's permission. Okay? And here's an example of how they would do this in an affidavit, or if you would like to write it down in the affidavit, it says notice. it is a fact Affine is aware and has proof and exhibit whatever number or letter you're using that company name which will be the name of the debt collector has contacted the Affine's place of employment which is prohibited by the employer and is a direct violation of 15 USC 1692C3 This matter has now defamed my character at my workplace And you may ask, why did I skip over 15 U.S.C. 1692 C2? The reason being is because it is talking about if you have an attorney. Okay. now I will explain this in thorough detail so you understand why I did not reference that code is because attorneys do not have their best interest in you. Their best interest is for the courts. It always has been. You can see multiple cases Whether they're supreme case laws or if they're just in your normal state courts, they have always been for the courts. They'll just sit right there, take your retainer fee of $1,500, and the majority of the time, nothing happens. They don't even bear, they barely even do their jobs. So that is why I did not go over 15 USC 1692 C2 because if you pretty much hire an attorney, some may help you, depending on if how well you know them. But there are others, a lot others, that will just take the 1500 and do nothing. OK. So now we're moving to Title 15 of the United States Code, subsection 1692CB. It tells you that they cannot communicate without any one other than a consumer, attorney, or a CRA if permitted by law. By law, a consumer is a natural person. If your name was written in all caps, they are referencing the birth certificate organization and thus this is a violation. Also, if they haven't validated the debt or if the initial communication, any medium, was on your consumer report, it is a violation and not allowed as it is considered debt parking in connection with 15 USC 1692d4 i'll tell you more about 1692d4 when we get there but here is a actual example of how you would write a notice in an affidavit and this is this would be the example notice a fine is aware the debt collector whatever the company name is cannot communicate with anyone Other than the consumer, the natural person in connection with 15 USC 1692 A3 or an attorney or consumer reporting agency as permitted by law. However, the debt collector, whatever the company name is, has communicated with the all caps name principal obligor, which is your name in all caps and has always referred to my principal obligor and not myself, the agent natural person, and consumer. In fact, this is a violation of 15 U.S.C. 1692 C B. So now we're moving over to Title 15 of the United States Codes under subsection 1692-C.C which tells you, you have a legal refusal to pay debt. <clears throat> you can render a cease and desist. Only communication allowed is one debt collector states, all termination to collect are terminated. Two allows consumer to invoke their status of creditor to receive their, spe- their specified remedy. Three allows for the notification of the intention to invoke specified remedy Four. If the notice is delivered by mail to cease and desist it start up upon the receipt of when the mail is sent <clears throat> so an example of how you would write this in the form of an affidavit <clears throat> as a notice excuse me notice it is a fact affiant is the consumer in fact and i the affiant am legally refusing to pay this debt i am demanding a cease and desist of all illegal activity any communication and collection activity, including reporting, which constitutes collection activity of this and any alleged debts until you can provide me with the requested information in the affidavit herein. So that would be a legal way of how you would write a notice towards this code. So now we're moving to Title 15 of the United States codes under subsection 1692 CD, which tells you and also allows for the invoked status of administrator, executor, and as age of major- or majority, parent can execute over the minor. The minor would be the corporation of your own birth certificate and opposing debt collector. This would also allow for you to claim of stating the debt collector has no legal standing as they are in fact a minor in law. So a way that you could write this up in the form of an affidavit as notice is as example, notice it is a fact in accordance with 15 USC 1692 CD, I, the affiant consumer in fact, is invoking their administrator and executor status over this matter and is of the age of majority It is also a fact that whatever company name is a corporation and is always considered a minor. Corporations who are considered minors have no legal standing or jurisdiction.